also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I, my God. I eat you have a name for it. Listen. <laughs> And I eat it before I leave the parking lot. When I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the okay. core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where <laughs> you think it was gonna go. Welcome back. Um, so it's been a while. It's been a few weeks since we were behind the mics. So. Um, Today is uh, not a huge agenda. Um, it's more uh, just getting back um, with some some beverages behind the mics and um, just uh, catching up with our listeners. Um, Danny, your idea was to uh, to target some of our favorite beer stories, which um, I know is something we've been asked in the past, so it makes sense to, to kind of share some of these. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. So... Um, uh, Chad Blount Craig is our, our guest joining us. Man of many names. Yeah. Uh, also a man about town, yeah. as one might say. Not Tom B's like, but close. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Good to be here. Um, you've yeah. popped in and out on, on several different podcasts, um, but it's been a while since just the three of us got behind a mic, so it should be pretty fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, Danny, I'm not sure if your mic's on over there. I'm plugged. Oh, there we oh, go. There you go. I don't know why that didn't work for a second there. I thought it was plugged in right. Tough look for the producer. <laughs> yeah, you hate to see it. My head's not in the right space, I guess. All right, so I'll tell the story about when I got kidnapped and taken across border to another country. Um, so my fraternity in college, we would host uh, house parties on Thursday nights. And then it rotated uh, who in the fraternity had to be on, we called it sober patrol to kind of be security and make sure nothing got out of hand. There wasn't underage drinking, anything like that happening. Uh, it was not my day to be sober. So I was, I was uh, partaking, having a good time. And two of my buddies, I think the parties usually ended at mid, they were, well, sober patrol ended at midnight. After that, it was the after party. And then we kind of like, we're like, is that what it was really called? Sober patrol? Yeah, we had shirts and everything. Why did it end at midnight? Um, so they could start drinking. Well, no one, no one drinks after midnight, Danny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I the party like, didn't end, but like sober patrol ended, and we would clear the house, and then it was just like people we knew at that point. Gotcha. Right? So it was more of like a... What was the duties of the sober patrol? Uh, I have so many questions. Yeah. So they did a few things. We had a bar in our basement, and you had to bring your beer in and put it in one of our uh, coolers behind the bar, and we gave you, if you brought in a 12-pack, we gave you 12 tickets, and you'd have to get a beer back from uh, the, the bar. Oh, interesting. So that was kind of our way of, like, checking IDs. Um, now, a lot of times people would drink six of their 12, and then we would just have a lot of beer left over at the end of the night. And so that's what Sober Patrol's reward would be, is they got to drink all the beer that was left by everybody at the party. On this night, that did not happen. 
two of my buddies that were on sober patrol uh, grabbed me like, hey, let's go to Taco Bell. Obviously, I had been drinking because I agreed to go to Taco Bell. I've made it very clear on this podcast how much I don't enjoy Taco Bell. Um, too, too far. I know. Too far. Taco Bell's like two minutes away from our house. We're in the car for like 10 minutes. I'm like, what? Where are we going? Uh, we get on the highway. So for those who don't know, Kent State is over near Akron. Um, they start laughing and say, we're going to Windsor. Oh, gosh. So we made a... Windsor's not that far. It's three hours. Really? It's not that far, but it's not two minutes to Taco Bell. No. Because um, Kent's... Because we went to Windsor a couple times growing up. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, just north of Toledo. So I, I mean, too. It's on, the, it's on the other part of the state. For whatever reason, I was thinking Kent State would be closer than that. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah, Kent is only 11 miles from Akron. Okay. So we uh, drive to Windsor. We're going to go play. We're going to go gamble at the casino. And then they want to This is drink. after midnight? Because, yeah. because you're... The patrol had ended, right? Yeah. So they were sober, so they drove. Okay. I was just the drunken idiot that got in the back of the car. So you literally did get kidnapped. Did not tell me where we were going. <laughs> Fortunately, at this time, you did not need a passport to get in and out of mm. Canada. Did you guys, I'll let you finish your story, but this, did you guys know, I just found out, Canadians are not letting Americans in. They're not yeah. letting people across the border right now. Yeah. That's why the NHL playoffs, they yeah. had to make it into like... Um, they changed like the divisions, so Canada was pretty much only playing Canadian teams all year. That that's how I found out was because of the NHL. Yeah, now I don't know. I haven't heard what are they going to do to get the Canadian like representative into. The I don't NHL. know. That's wild. And and like the, think of like the Toronto Blue Jays, right? Yeah. Like, well, they've been playing in Buffalo all year. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It, dude, it's it's wild. Yeah, that's it's banana wild. land. And that's still from COVID, right? Is that the is that the reason? I, why? I, that was I the think... original reason. I'm assuming that's still the case. I mean, Canada was handling it way better than we were, so. Yeah. A lot nicer than we were, I'm sure. Oh, certainly yeah. nicer. <laughs> oh, you, you're not wearing a mask, eh? <laughs> That's okay. Would you kindly put this mask on? <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, you, you didn't need a passport. You get across yeah, the border. So we, now what? We, we, uh, we get to the casino, and at this point it's, I don't know, 3, 3.30 in the morning, and uh, they stopped serving alcohol for a certain point. At the casino, like early in the morning, and we hit the window where they didn't serve alcohol. So we just sat. I think we played a little blackjack, and they they were like, "Well, this sucks." Yeah, you didn't plan that out in advance. Well, you did. Again, I was drinking. None of this was planned. Uh, So we, I feel like we stayed for a couple hours, maybe till like six in the morning. One of my buddies that drove uh, was from Toledo, so we drove back. Uh, He. Called his mom and said, hey, we're going to swing by. His mom made us steak and eggs at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then we drove back, and I made it to my uh, 11 o'clock class. Oh, my God. Dude, this wasn't a weekend <laughs> night? No, it was a Thursday night. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you, did you sleep on the car at all? in the car at all? Uh, we took... Uh, I don't care what you say. If you tell me you didn't sleep on a three-hour car ride when you had... No. We, do you <laughs> remember uh, like gas station? I think they're called like Yellow Jackets. Those are like caffeine pills. That they sell in gas stations? No-dos? Okay. Yeah. We took some, like, gas station no-dos. It was... I slept all weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> yellow jackets? That's what we called them. Because they were, like, little yellow pills, and they had, like, a 
black uh, label around them. Really? Yeah, the ones that we had. We probably had knockoffs. I feel like I feel like I always saw no dos. We had generic ones. Yellow jackets. Yeah, that's what you had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we never took those. Yeah, I didn't. That was the only time I took them. Yeah. Uh, the only time I I've ever I've ever uh, been around caffeine pills is I remember uh, one year when we were driving down through the middle of the night uh, on vacation as a kid. I remember my mom. <laughs> I remember my mom taking them so she could stay awake really? during the drive down. Yeah. I had a friend that like really liked five hour energies. It's like the same concept, yeah. right? It's the exact same concept. Yeah, it all seemed weird to me. I the, tried one once, but these were like five hour energies before five hour energies were a thing. Yeah, it felt like I would, I've just always been a coffee guy. I started drinking coffee like middle of high school, I think. So that's kind of always been my caffeine go to. I I uh, didn't begin with coffee until like my probably my junior year of college. Really, and I just put a crap ton of cream and sugar oh, and everything yeah. in it just so I, it would taste somewhat good but i was i knew i was ingesting caffeine to keep me up while studying <laughs> my parents were really specifically my mom was really bad about it for a long time where she would just exclusively make instant coffee and like Oof. it was like a, it was half and half like it would be half instant coffee half creamer so when i started drinking coffee that's how i started drinking coffee too and i didn't really start drinking normal brewed coffee until they had it for free in the cafeteria at xavier so I, like, had instant coffee in my dorm and would make it, but then ended up just growing out of it because it was so gross. And, like, I kind of just peeled back and back on the creamer as quickly as I could until now I just drink black coffee unless I get coffee from shitty places like Starbucks or something like that. And then what? Then what do you do? I just I just drink it black. No, I know, but I'm saying if you if you have a place where you're putting something in it, do you get, a, like, a latte or do you just put cream? Oh, no, in? I'll just do, like, a black coffee with two creams or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, even then, that, like, cuts the, like, sharpness for me, and it's just drinkable. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks. No, Starbucks stinks. Yeah, it's super burnt. Did I ever tell you about my Atkins person at Acosta? No. She, um, super nice lady. She would, like, come in, and Atkins gave her a bunch of $5 gift cards from Starbucks to, like, give to people at, like, grocery stores and events and stuff like that. She didn't do any of that. (laughs) She would just give them to us. So, like, every single time she'd come to the office, she would, like, hook us up with $5 gift cards. I had, like, 40 $5 gift cards when I was done at a cost To Starbucks? Yeah, and I never used any of them. So, when I was done, I just downloaded the Starbucks app and put, like, 100, 100 I, think, I don't even remember how much it was, like, $400? No, $200. That was really bad math. $200 on my Starbucks card and then just, like, would eat breakfast there. I wouldn't even get coffee. <laughs> the coffee's so bad, in my opinion. I'm not, like, a latte guy. I don't really, like, I don't think I like coffee enough to, like, get a mocha or, like, a latte or something like that. I just want to get, like, a black coffee and keep it moving. Okay. I like lattes. Yeah. I'm not, like, a big, like, coffee's more of a, uh, like, means to an end for me almost. I don't, I don't think I, like. You're doing it for the caffeine and less for the yeah. appreciation of coffee. I love our script, guys. I drink their coffee black every morning, and I enjoy it, but it's not, like, something I'm, like, seeking out, I would say. It's kind of ruined other coffee, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've like done a couple like bags from Kroger in between right. bags from script and I regret it every time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost exclusively drink that now. Yeah. And you know, I, I would say for a while, uh, you know, and I and I'm a company guy obviously, right? So I would drink it no matter what and I would probably say this no matter what, but truly like I, I think it's some of the best coffee around. So when I do oh, have, absolutely. when I do have other coffee I generally know we we were on vacation and uh, yeah, my dad bought a bunch of like 
Maxwell House or yeah. Folgers or whatever it was, and that was like in the house in the morning. And every morning, I mean, I, I mean, I felt like taking like I was taking shots. Like, I was just, yeah, like, like that. filling it up and shooting the coffee real quick <laughs> just to, like, ingest the coffee. Yeah, I think if I had to drink Folgers right now, I'd be cutting it probably a third, like, with yeah. cream. Yeah, at it was least. not overly enjoyable, but it got me to where I needed to be. Yeah, well, that's, like, I think that's how I realized that, like, I'm not a big coffee guy is that I'm drinking really good coffee, and I'm still not, like, thoroughly enjoying it, you know? It's, yeah. like, this is just something that I like the caffeine, and I definitely don't hate the taste, but I'm not, like, a let's go have a coffee for funsies type thing. Unless like the, the point of that get together is like to talk with someone or something, you know? Okay. So, all right. So that, <laughs> so you got kidnapped. That's yeah, a hell so of a way to start. Yeah. We, uh, that's a hell of a way to start. And then later with like a nice coffee talk. Right. Yeah. So, so I feel like what, what Danny was going for with this was, uh, a great story surrounded about beer. Uh, what this turned into was I got drunk one time and was kidnapped <laughs> and taken to another country. No, that's a hey, I'm happy that story came out. That's a good. Yeah, one. I wasn't sure the direction, so I was like, "Oh, this is always a fun story to tell." It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, uh, to at least try to adhere to P and P's rules. Did you have a light beer of choice in college that you guys consumed? Um, oh man, that's a great topic. So we were typically natty light guys. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we were too actually. We were Keystone. Yeah, I think a lot of people were Keystone. Xavier was like 50-50. You were either Keystone or Natty. We used there to was call me either Dirty 30s or yeah. Bricks. Yeah, yeah, We could go pick up a brick. <laughs> <laughs> it was 30 Keystone. So one other like quick college story that kind of ties into this. Uh, homecoming one time, beautiful weather. Nobody goes to Kent State football games um, because they're terrible. So everyone just parties all day and acts like it's homecoming and – Unless you were there when Julian Edelman was there. Right. I was there when Antonio Gates was there, but he was playing basketball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> Hall of Fame football player was playing basketball at Kent at the time. You okay. actually had to have been there when, when Julian Edelman was there, right? Uh, he was just after me. I was about to say. He's okay. a little younger than me. Okay. Um, I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we partied all day, and then my parents were up. No one could drive. So they asked my dad, like, hey, can you go on a beer run? Here's a bunch of money. And they go, my dad went to the grocery store and, like, the, the beer stores. All of the beers that you guys just mentioned were gone. Okay. No Absolutely. beer left yeah. in the city. Uh, he came back with Stroh's and Wiedemann. Oh, Stroh's? Yeah. I pulled a Stroh's at a, um, the folding like, mystery vending machine. Oh, the, the $2 bottom yeah. button? Yeah. yeah, I pulled a Stroh's at our last event there. Uh, I think it was the first and last time I've ever had a Strauss. I think you pulled me a hams out of that, actually. I might have. Uh, yeah. I remember I pulled a Natterdays and thought I was, like, robbing the place. <laughs> I was like, this is underpriced. They st- $2. They still made money on that $2. <laughs> I, I was stoked. Have I, you guys had the pineapple one by the chance? I have not. It's gas. Pineapple Natterdays? They it's do a so, pineapple it's one? It's super good, yeah. Is it? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I doubt it sucks. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it makes me want to, like, go to a beach. Really? Yeah. Like More a, than the pink lemonade one did or whatever the other flavor was? Uh, I weirdly like the pineapple one better, but the the pink lemonade one is the wildly accepted one, I think. Yeah, I've never even – I didn't even know they did a pineapple one. Yeah, it comes in, like, a yellow and green, like, package. Okay. I don't hate it. it, it oh, I mean, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. My we, friends and I did – actually, I guess this is a funny story, too – uh, so I turned into a PBR guy pretty quickly after college cause it was an easy thing to 
not only have available, I thought it was a step up from like Natty and um, Keystone and stuff like that. Well, it's the hipster. It's the hipster cheap beer. Yeah, you're the perfect amount of cool for it. Yeah, and uh, it was also the thing that like whenever we were going out, they always had it in cans and it was the cheapest thing available, especially in OTR. It's like three dollar sixty ounce cans of PBR. My friends hate PBR. I think it stinks. Like, dude, this is worse than Natty. We decided to do a bad beer blind taste test. We got 12 of, like, what we thought were the worst beers possible and then added, like, a Bud Light in there just to see if we could pick it out. Um, did it, did everyone know what was in it? Did no, everyone? No, no, no. So it was, I think it was seven or eight of my guy friends and then uh, two of the girlfriends at the time did not want to participate for good reason. So they <laughs> Imagine offered, my shocked face. Yeah, so they offered to, like, um, orchestrate the blind taste test. So... PBR one, my friends do not live it down. I tell them all the time <laughs> that PBR one, and the worst beer by far, and I knew this was going to happen, was Heineken. Oh, I mean, Heineken. Here's, here's the thing: it has such a distinct skunk taste that you had to have known which one was which, right? Well, we had some similar beers. We had Stella in there. We had Rolling Rock in there. Oh. All of those were towards the bottom. The ones that you could tell pretty easily were like Natty and Keystone because like they're distinct like it felt like a diluted beer type thing. Yeah. Uh, Bud Light ended up being towards the top. Ham's ended up being towards the top. Uh, I think Keystone was pretty much in the middle. I don't think there were any like big surprises outside of like how much we all hated those three like domestic Germans and then the how much and then PBR won. Did everyone know did, did everyone know which one was Bud Light? Uh, no. We weren't really, like, we were, like, throwing out guesses, like, afterwards, and none of us were really right on any of them. But we all, like, we just ended up ranking them, like, 1 through 12. Okay. And PBR 1. It was really hard, though. I was like, these all stink. Like, we're just, like, picking, we're, we're just figuring out what's the best of the worst at that point. Uh, so I did something similar um, back in the neighborhood Liz and I used to live in. We did a uh, basically a mystery trash can, kind of like what uh, what Foling does. Yeah. So we had a giant trash can. Brownlow does that all the time. Does yeah, he? Uh, yeah. Okay. So so we put a trash bag over the top, and you reach in, and what you get is what you get. And mixed in, this was years ago. I think this Jen was, was telling me about this. Yeah, yeah. This was probably 2012, maybe mm-hmm. 2013. Uh, and, and mixed in was what we would have considered good beer at the time, you know, craft beer. Yeah, um, and you wouldn't have even had any local stuff. Uh, it it was pretty much Rheingeist and Madtree, I believe. Okay, so I think of the craft beers, I think Rheingeist and Madtree, uh, but it might even have predated that. I know for sure, like Founders All Day was in there. Okay, that was like the beer that everybody was yeah, trying to yeah. get, right? That's like the cream of the crop. And then we had a separate trash can where if you got caught cheating, it's a true story. If you, oh God! You the, had to pull from that. If you get caught cheating, like looking in to yeah. what you're grabbing, the other one was a mystery all bad beer, cheap, twenty ounce or more cans. Oh God! So Brad Meister actually got caught cheating. Oh Brad! <laughs> and had to had to drink an old English forty ounce oh. can. <laughs> it was it was pretty fun actually. It was it was a lot of fun, but 
But uh, I, of all of those that I can remember, I remember Burger being a really bad beer. Oh, yeah. I think I've pulled Burger from the fucking full. I, <laughs> I, I love the Foley Mystery Machine, if you can't tell. And I always go the $2 option. I'm pretty sure I pulled a Burger out of there as well. Because uh, <laughs> when the last event we were at, we ran out of our beer pretty quick. We so, did. I was so going to say, why weren't you drinking Sonder beer? But you're right. We, we It was like, I think my last like six beers were all like the $2 <laughs> vending machine. <laughs> and you were you were handing out you were handing them out like they were uh, just. I was pawning off some of the good ones. I gave my natter days to someone. Ooh, and I gave a ham to someone too. Yeah. Well, I was like, hey, this is a two dollar beer. You want it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't know they had burger in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> they have some weird ones. It's like I assumed it was just stuff they were trying to get rid of, but I think they actually stock it with like just the cheapest beers you can like buy from a distributor. They go out of their way to find like the bad. Or, or cheaper. Yeah, because the marketing guy in me is like, oh, that is a brilliant idea to finish a six-pack or finish a case of something sure. you have to get it out of the cooler, you know? Which I'm assuming they're doing to some extent. But, like, I think for, like, some of the lower options there, they are just straight up stocking it with, like, some of the cheapest <laughs> stuff they can get from distributors. Yeah, I think, great. I think it's more of a novelty there with the cheaper beer, right? Because it's, it's hilarious. you're going to pull out something. You're going to laugh about it. Yeah. You didn't put a lot of money into it. Oh, no. Right, and you're just going to... I'll drink anything for $2. You're going to take a picture and post it. Yeah. Right? And that's, you know, that's great. that's the play there. Shout out, Joe. It's a great yeah. great idea. Uh, following story that I heard. Uh, so they do this big event in Indy every Memorial Day weekend. And they have almost as many boards as they have at the warehouse. And it's outside at the, uh, the campground outside the Speedway. And it's this big okay. all-day thing. And they have one pin. Are on they playing outside? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, that's another dynamic. Of there's it. one pin on each board that's painted gold. If you knock over your opponent's gold pin, they have this giant mystery tub of beer, oh. and someone grabs a beer and throws it to you. You have to chug the beer before your team is allowed to throw again. Is, do you get to place the golden pin wherever you want? Yeah. And does the other team get to keep throwing? No, while it's just you're... the game has to stop. Okay. And you can't throw until it's oh, I'm done. I'm sure there's plenty of heckling going on. Like, hey, uh, dude, come on, we got a game going. Yeah, man. I so say, I say, you got to step it up a notch and say the other team gets to keep throwing until you're done oh drinking gosh. yours. <laughs> uh, so everyone brings beer and they just pour it into these tubs, and then they have volunteers that are grabbing the beers out. I heard this uh, from a couple weeks ago. Someone brought 16 ounce Speedway stouts. Oh, oh my god! Like oh. that person needs to be kicked out and <laughs> yeah. never asked back. Yeah, oh. that is that's pre-crime. So for those that don't know, listening, Ale Smith, it's Ale Smith, right? Correct. Yeah, I think I it's four. I think it's a fourteen percenter. Funny yeah. enough, I don't think I've actually ever had one of those. It's really good. Very good I, beer. I know what it is. Yeah, it's a very good beer. And then they have variants all over off of it mm-hmm. of different coffees that they do. Right. But they just started canning it. I think recently. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, maybe yeah. that's why. Um, but I mean, it's an awesome beer. But chugging it, especially in the heat, right? Oof. While yeah. you're sweating and you're, yeah. you know, just not the time. A similar idea that I've seen is for, like, bachelor parties, what they'll do is uh, they'll, with, like, gift wrap, they'll wrap 24-ounce cans of beer. It's like you don't know which one you're grabbing, and you have to, like, open it up. It's kind of like a funny thing to, like, see on video. Like, sometimes you're getting, like, a 24-ounce Natty Light, or, like, other times you're getting, like, the dog shit stuff. Um, my buddy went to one of those, and, like, he kept pulling, like, nice stuff. Like, I remember, like, on, I saw on his Instagram story, he, like, pulled a Pacifico, and then he pulled, like, um, uh, I think he pulled, um, 
he pulled like a craft IPA. I can't remember what it was, but he was like pulling some nice stuff, and all of his buddies were pissed. Like, <laughs> dude, they're they're grabbing like the natty lights and like all the crappy stuff. He figured out the pattern of which gift yeah, wrapping yeah. was yeah. the nice beer. Yeah, he could tell. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this is a pretty good debate too. What is your guys's like macro Mexican beer of choice? I'm a Pacifico guy. Same. Um, followed followed closely by Modelo. Yeah, Modelo is very good. I think I would go Modelo. I was at a bachelor party um, two weeks ago, and I went. I was buying Pacificos, and the other dude was buying Modellos, and everyone was like, oh, which one do you like more? I didn't realize it was a debate. But yeah. Do you put Dos Equis into the same category? Yeah, I would say so. I like uh, Dos Equis. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'd either go Modelo or Dos Equis. Uh, again, back to where we used to live, there would be times randomly when, when Brad would just show up and he'd be like hey just got some dos Equis. do you want some <laughs> so random like you would just randomly buy dos Equis. yeah uh but i think i would prefer modello i think but it's close my uh my college roommate who's from orange county told me that like him and his friends drank tecate in high school instead of like buying like natty light and stuff like that i would put tecate like in the bad beer bucket oh 100 it's a I'm, terrible beer yeah i'm not a fan of it's tecate. very i had actually never had one until we went out there for spring break during college and like all of his that's what all of his friends and i were drinking and i was like this stinks like, <laughs> yeah. i'll take it natty over this any yeah. day uh i was gonna go a different direction with a beer story so you went to the you got kidnapped and uh you just Slammed a bunch of uh, natty lights. I, I was going to go to a free rain. <laughs> yeah, I was given. Not that your story is bad. I appreciate your story. Yeah, there were no guidelines for that. That's true. True. Um, so I have a. We've talked about them on the podcast frequently, but Liz and I is really good friends. Mike and Sarah mm-hmm. um, were they from Chicago? They were somewhere this past weekend, right? Um, I saw them checking into some weird stuff on Untapped. Yeah, so Sarah's parents uh, own a lake house in um, southern Illinois. Oh, I think okay. it's called Lake, lake Wildwood, I believe. They must have had some access to some... Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they... I mean, they're they're beer geeks, right? So yeah. they, they, I'm sure they found a way to bring some or whatever. Because mm. normally I just see them, like, they'll both check into the same beer yeah. on Untapped at, like, at some Chicago brewery or something like that. Yeah. Side note, uh, really nice surprise that he uh, stopped into the tap room last week. Yeah, shout out Mike. That, that was real. That was really fun hanging yeah, out with Mike last I week. I also noticed that that they had a bunch of like the recent sounder stuff, and I wasn't sure if you sent them a shipment or how they got that. But so last week, Mike uh, went on a two thousand mile bike ride. Holy shit! Where he, he drove his Harley. He recently got a new bike and mm-hmm. went on a trip with a buddy. De- drove down from Chicago, met him in, I, I want to say Lexington, somewhere in Kentucky. Okay. Uh, and then they, they caravaked, <laughs> caravan, caravaked from there all across the country, basically. They went through shit, Tennessee, cool. then to Asheville, then down into South Carolina, uh, I think Charleston, then down into Georgia, and then back up. That's really cool. It was super cool. Uh, and on his way back, he's like, man, it's going to be a long ride. Can I just crash and sensei at your place? Right. And I was like, yeah. And, and, uh, Liz and I, so I'm like, yeah, and uh, in typical me fashion, I tell Liz like the night before, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, uh, <laughs> leather's crashing, and she's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah. Well, then, like, you know, also in typical Neff fashion, between Liz and I, like an hour before he gets here, she's like, hey, do you remember we have small group tonight? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. It was our first meeting, so I end up there for a little bit, and then he ends up here and ends up with Chad, and basically. <laughs> In and out, our entire crew gets to hang out with Leather that night. And by the time I got here, 
I mean, we still had a great night, had a lot of fun, but um, he had been here for a few hours before me, so he's a trooper for sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just he's one of those people, he and Sarah, just the, they're those kind of people that when you get around them, it's like you just, I mean, you just pick right up where you, you know, they're, they're lifelong friends of Liz and, ours, so it's Liz and I, so it's always good to see them. But so uh, for Liz's 30th birthday. Liz's 30? <laughs> yes. Liz, uh, I hope you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50-50 on whether she'll ever listen to this. I'll uh, send her the clip. <laughs> um, I always tell her she looks great for 24. Yep, that's the joke. Um, the joke that always slaps is like once you're over the age of like 42, you just divide it by two. Absolutely. Yeah. Or I mean, there's several. We've talked about this, right? There's yeah. several jokes that always hit. Yeah. Like one of them is always anytime I'm in a meeting or anywhere with Chase and he starts to get like super technical – Whoever we're with, I'm always like, I mean, yeah, totally. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, that think, always hits. I just think I remember, like, my librarian in high school, like, turned 50 while we were there. And I was like, congratulations on turning 25. <laughs> and, like, brownie points for the entirety of my high school career after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, but anyway, so, so for her 30th, I surprised her. And I, I <clears throat> talked to a bunch of our friends and had them show up at the place that we rented a room and amongst that group was sarah and mike and then uh our other friend were you living in chicago uh, at the time we were okay. um it was at a private room at um firehouse grill before they th- this was years and years ago so before they ever turned that into a brewery mm-hmm. we did a private room in there it was really cool uh and then uh, one of our other friends um mckenzie showed up as well and uh by the time we were leaving there liz had been drinking um citra high all night Oof. um which, you know, is great for her love of IPAs. It's oh, I said Chicago. You, you were living in Cincy at the time. We were living in Cincy. Got Sorry, it. I may have misheard no, that too. Sounds close enough. Yeah. Uh, and so, so <laughs> we're leaving. Oh, my God. Sit your high level. By the time we left, it was, it was time to go. Yeah. It was time to go. <laughs> I, think, I think after two Citra Highs, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I, I mean, and, yeah, she had more than two. Yeah. Uh, her and I believe birthday. they were pouring them in pint glasses, too, oh, which is even worse. Oh, my worse. goodness. I always think that's really funny when they, like... Yeah. I mean, we even see... I see it on tap sometimes, like, stuff like certified heater getting poured into yep. pint glasses that accounts, stuff like that. Like, hey, if that's what you pour a beer into, and you bought the beer. Like, we have a place that, that I remember right after we opened... And we were distributing. I know exactly what place you're talking about. And they were serving frosted in the 20 yeah. ounce. The yeah. 20 yeah. Ounce. yeah. It's a heck of a deal. It's, it's a heck of a deal. Yeah. We, we, have a, we have a place not too far from here that I know always buys Mel and Bella and sells them in pints for like a pretty good price. I won't name said bar. But like, <laughs> I, always, I always know that when we drop those beers, that's a great place to go hang out for a couple of hours. <laughs> You're, that's, let's, uh, what were we, was it you, Chad? Somebody recently mentioned, and it may be what you're talking about, but that it's actually cheaper to consume those beverages there than it is here for your shift beers. <laughs> yeah, I, I have spots that I can oh, go. Oh, I know. It was you. I have spots I can go drink Voss cheaper than I can here <laughs> with my, uh, you know, employee. Perks. Yeah, that's oh right. That's yeah. right. That's so good. It, it was Chad, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so after, so I stayed, uh, I was DD to get Liz back home. Mm-hmm. Um, Good husband of you. Yeah. Um, and I had one or two beers and then, you know, over the three or four hour span. And then by the time we got home, um, I was ready to bottle share. Okay. Because Mike oh, and Sarah you were came the party back. back to your yep, place? Nice. Yep. So they came back. So um, our friend McKenzie and then 
Mike and Sarah all came back to our place. And we always, ju- this is where it started, but now uh, every time all of us are together, when we're with Mike and Sarah, whether it's there or they come here, we always know that the next day somebody's waking up incredibly hungover. Oh, yeah. It's just if like, not it's, all of you. Well, it, but it, it has frequently become a thing now where there's one person who's just like, like way worse than the others. Always. Yeah. And it started with this trip. But we get back, and by the time we got home, it's like 11 o'clock. Liz goes straight to bed, and we just start bottle sharing. And that night at like 3 in the morning, we, we go down to my cellar, and I'll never forget this. I, I Well, I say I'll never forget it. it was, it's, it's fuzzy anyway. But this is like the best story that now we joke about every time we're all together. I have this massive cellar at the time. Yeah. This is uh, P.S. This is pre-Sonder. And uh, I was like, just pick whatever you want. Whatever you want, and we'll drink it. It's 3 in the morning. Right. And Leather picks. I've, I've had some 3 a.m. cellar regrets. Ooh. Oh, yes, you do. Uh, family tradition, by chance? Yeah, I, can, I have two get hungover, so I can talk to this. Soloing yeah. a yes. family tradition. <laughs> yeah, when you solo dome a family tradition after midnight, that's, oh. a, that's a, a, a good win. Yeah. Um, but he pulls a surly darkness out, oh, gosh. which oh, is boy. like a 14 or 15% yeah. beer. I'll be there in two weeks. Are you going? Or no, no, I think it's four weeks. My, I have a trip in two weeks and I have one in four. I I'll knew you were going up there. Did yeah. you add that to your, to Oh your, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Um, so we finished that surly darkness quickly. We all end up in bed or at least mm-hmm. asleep. That's why they call it darkness. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was about to say, that's like taking a, a NyQuil or some shit. And we woke up the next morning, and we're just looking at the bottle graveyard, right? Like, yeah. we're looking at everything. I'll never forget, Mike looks at me and goes, do you think darkness at 3 a.m. was a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> and so now every time we all hang out, always. So that also that night, um, we listened to Kenny Rogers, The Gambler, yeah. on vinyl. I'm not kidding, at least 50 times. Oh, I'm man. not kidding. Uh, so, so uh, our like our text thread between the four of us is called the Gambler. It started that night. Like it's just, uh, it's just one of those those memories that uh, you know it just makes you really grateful for good friends like that. Yeah. And uh, and now every time we're always together, every single time, somebody makes the joke like, "Well, about time for a darkness, don't you think?" Oh, so I, I've been part of a bottle share with Mike and Sarah before. You have, and I remember hearing that. Yeah. And everyone's laughing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Got to get in on the Did we never tell you the story? No, I'd never heard okay. the story oh, until awesome. just now. So hey, now, that's full circle. Yeah, now it makes sense. I was like, all right, guys. <laughs> I'm new to the group. Not too many inside <laughs> jokes here, please. Oh, oh but, man. That family tradition story for me is like a quick but funny one. I um, uh, So I play in a kickball league on Thursdays. And um, we go to MLTs afterwards. Um, it's one of those things where, like, you have two during kickball, you have four at MLTs, eat some food. After I've had, you know, six beers, I come home and have one or two while I'm watching TV before I go back. This night I was, like, feeling more, like, I, like, stayed up a little later than I normally do. Kept having a, I had a couple of nice beers in my fridge that I was drinking. Nothing, like, super crazy, like some nice IPAs or whatever. Woke up Friday morning, went to work, and I was, like, kind of sitting at my desk. I was, like... Man, my hangover is like a little more than I think I deserve for this. And uh you know, I made it through the day, nothing crazy, and I like walk I go home and I'm like making dinner that Friday night 
And I like go to throw something out, and there's an empty family tradition port barrel in my <laughs> trash can. <laughs> and I, and I, I didn't black out. I just, for whatever reason, didn't remember in the morning that I drank that. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, God, that was dumb. Why did you do that? <laughs> I was like, of course, after, like, a good, like, decent Thursday of drinking, and you add, you know, add whatever, 13 14%, 500 milliliter into your stomach, that's, of course, not going to go well. I think one of the one of the better hangovers that Justin was actually a part of was um, we were – so, actually, the last beer festival, last beer event that we did before COVID – it what? was literally the weekend before we got shut down. Yeah, it was Cleveland Beer Fest. And Cleveland Beer Fest was really early. I think it started at, like, 11 and ended at 2, right? So, obviously, like, we wrapped up. We were ready to, like, go out, like, visit some breweries around 3. We were drinking. It was about 1 o'clock, and we're, like, sitting at the bar at Noble Beast, a brewery in Cleveland. And we were, like, asking the bartenders, like, hey, you know, like, we're pretty hungry. Like, where's a good food spot? And we found a food spot down the street, and uh, everyone orders food, and everyone's food except mine comes out. And, you know, I'm, like, not making a big deal out of it. I'm one of those people where, like, I, like, refuse to make a scene. Like, I, just making it work, right? So, like, the next time the server comes around for drinks, I, like, politely mention it. I'm like, hey, you know, like, my quesadilla never came out. Um, it's funny. I was about to say, I even remember you got a quesadilla. Yeah, I was like, hey, my quesadilla never came out. Like, no worries. Like, I just wanted to put it in your ear. And, like, she starts, like, apologizing profusely, like, felt so bad. I felt awkward because I was like, I, it's re- it's fine. It's 1 in the morning. Like, I've had plenty to drink. I'm just a little hungry. Like, if the quesadilla can come out at some point, no big deal. So, like, she went and told the, like, manager of the bar, and he's like, sir, we're so sorry. I was like, this is escalating. Like, I just, I just need a quesadilla at this point. He's like, can I buy you a beer? I was like, hey, I, I just bought this beer. I promise you it's no big deal. Like, uh, like as long as the quesadilla comes out, like, we're going to be cool. He's like, well, let me buy you a shot. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, we were, like, casually. I was sipping on some beers during the festival. We were obviously having craft all night. And uh, I didn't need a shot at this point. <laughs> but I also have this moral code that I follow where I can't turn down alcohol. And this bar had a phenomenal craft beer selection, not a good liquor selection. So I'm, like, looking at it. I'm, like, oh, God. There's, like, <laughs> I, I don't do clear liquor, so I ruled out all of those. Or, like, some, like, not great rums. I saw Jameson, and I was, like, all right, man, I'll take a Jameson. You know what? He comes back with a full rocks glass. <laughs> Four-ounce pour of Jameson. <laughs> of Jameson. At, this had to have been 1.30 in the morning, maybe pushing clothes at 2. And I was dumb enough to, to drink. To Danny's defense, he didn't sip it. He slugged it. I slugged it, yeah. And, uh, I mean, to add to this story, uh, half the crew was had ho- had a hotel room downtown, and then I'm from Cleveland. Justin and I are staying at my parents' place that night. So It was I, a 25-minute Uber ride back to And his we place. were both asleep. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, it was south, so, like, the people came and picked us up. But uh, <laughs> after I, he does that, we get in the Uber. I think we were both asleep after seconds. Within seconds, we yeah. both. Well, that's a long day. I mean, working a beer festival yeah. and everything else, that's, that'll, that'll drain you. And then drinking for... We weren't overly consuming at the festival because we were still working. Right. I don't even think we overconsumed at any point. No, we just... Consistently drinking. Right. We put in like a 14-hour day of drinking. Yes. That'll catch up to anyone, you know? Had to have been a top five worst hangover in my entire life. My parents witnessed it. 
It I, was. It was. I did like, you get the quesadilla? Yeah, I did. Thank okay. God. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that it. Thank helped. you for asking the question that everybody else wanted to know. I don't know, know that it helped though. I like still woke up the next morning looking like absolute death. Like I like moved straight to my bed to the couch. Had it not been like we were leaving that day, I would have been in bed all day. My dad like made me a breakfast sandwich, which was he makes the best breakfast. Phenomenal sandwiches. breakfast sandwich. I like slowly ate it, and it was like one of those things where. I don't puke from alcohol, luckily. Like, that's never really been me. But I remember, I just seem to remember, I, like, went to burp, and I was like, oh, God. There was, like, a non-zero chance that that could have been yeah. puked. <laughs> it was so bad. And I 100% fully attest it to that Jameson shot. Yeah. Had that Jameson yep. shot not existed, I would have been perfectly fine the next yep. day. Okay, and, and also I, calling it a Jameson shot? I know, it was a... <laughs> <laughs> the guy could have at least put it on the rocks for me at right. that point. Like, yeah. And then he drove us back home from Cleveland. Oh. I, yeah, I drove my car. I was like, I'm, I'll power through. I think, we, I think most of the car ride was silent. JP I was and I offered a couple times like, hey, and Danny's like, nope, I think if I'm not driving, it'll be worse. Yeah, I think the distraction of driving helped get me through a hangover. That was going to be my question was how quiet was that car ride home? Oh. Like we were listening to like I don't know I don't remember if it was music or if I had podcasts going. We had something going audio wise, but we were not talking at I all. I think you were yeah. listening to a Xavier basketball podcast. I'd assume that sounds like on brand for me. Yeah. It would have been around the right time too. Like, I f- I fell asleep. Oh, I do remember that. So, I think JP was just chugging along listening yeah. to a Xavier podcast. Yeah. With me. It, which JP doesn't care, right? No, they yeah, listen you, to whatever you want to listen to. Exactly. Oh man, what a! I mean, great day though. I don't regret it because it's a funny story now. But like that was a that was a tough hangover. <laughs> that right? was, and my my parents saw it bad too. It, it's <laughs> one of the ones that that when you see, you just feel it. Like you feel it for that person. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. When he was laying on the couch, and I was like, "Oh, buddy." It, and it was normally, I funny enough, I don't get very bad hangovers now. Um, Mostly because I just drink a lot of beer. And I don't get a hold of bad hangovers from beer. If you start adding liquor to the situation, I'll get a decent hangover. Wine, I get a decent hangover. Um, but, man, that was a bad one. And I think largely because I'm not accustomed to bad hangovers like that, that was a doozy. It was all of it. It was, like, the head, the stomach, the, like, like the <laughs> whole body pain, you know? Like, I could have been convinced that I, like, caught something that night and, like, woke up with an actual sickness. <laughs> I think I remember you coming to work on Monday. Oh, it was a two-day hangover. Yeah, and I, you I, I, still I was being, feeling it Monday too. Yeah, yeah. and you still being not nearly as bad, but like the like light headache <laughs> and like some soreness. Yeah, you the, guys ever feel sore after drinking? Yes. Yeah. The body aches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Um, yes, for sure. Um, so I kind of have this is kind of a wider story. Lighter. Wider. Okay. It's not a specific day. I thought you said lighter too. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but I think it's a topic that we could probably all talk about, and I think it's probably in our top, maybe, in, I don't know if it's a beer story, but it's definitely a work story, and we work in beer, uh, is, so for me, it was Oktoberfest rolling into our first anniversary party. Like, that time frame. Okay. Um, so Oktoberfest was before I started, and then anniversary party was like a week after I started. Oh, that's right. I always forget that you started right before our first anniversary. Yeah. And just like experiencing those two events here. Yeah. Um, and then getting back to where we're at now in the world where those things can actually start happening again. Yeah. And not be um, limited to so many people. And, you know, we've got Bruce and the Burbs coming up and everything yeah. else. It like, 
we get to use our space and really stretch out and have a lot of fun here. Yeah. Uh, Oktoberfest, first off, my favorite beer we make is Oktoberfest, I think. Toby? Yeah. I love Toby. <laughs> I love me some Tobys, man. Uh, I can go for a Toby. But soon. I, soon you'll be able to. I, know, I, know. I can't wait. Uh, but I think when, when Oktoberfest kicked off, I was – I had interviewed uh, – I think I had a start date, but it was still being worked out uh, for, you know, sometime in October. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like – but it wasn't known in the company yet, right, that I had yeah. been brought on, right? It was just, you know, going through the interview process. Um, it's like I was in on it, and there, you know uh, – the owners and a couple other people it made got leaked it. to me. Yeah, yeah, a couple of people knew, but yeah, every, source. everyone di- everyone <laughs> didn't know. So like, it's like being part of a secret, like part of the team, but not part of the team. But being able to come up here and enjoy Oktoberfest and how many people, how the community came, the community came out. To be clear, you're talking about our first Oktoberfest festival, correct? In 2019, correct? Yep. Yeah. Man. It was just unreal. And I think that was the first time you guys had had an event where you actually used all the green space out there, right? For yeah. sure. And uh, I, I found out I was not cut out for event planning that day. <laughs> That's a big one. Which yeah. is important to note because we just started planning this year's Oktoberfest yesterday. I am more than fine, like, being involved in an event. And, like, I'm certainly taking on some of the, like, Oktoberfest responsibilities. But it feels so, like Haley and I were joking about it today. It's, like, it feels so much easier this year. We're just, like, checking boxes. Yeah, that first, I mean, the first, oof, I'm glad you feel that way. Is that how you feel? No, I have, an, I have immense anxiety about it. I'm going to leading up to the event. Right now it feels, like, manageable. I would say, um... There is some comfortability in. Also, I guess this is news to everyone too that we're having Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. Well done. It'll well it'll done, come Craig. it'll come out eventually. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong. It's mm-hmm. it's um, there's nothing like an Oktoberfest festival. There's nothing like uh, the way that I know that we'll be able to do it. It's it's exciting, um, and and to one element, you're exactly right. We we've been there before, so I think that's the big part of it for me. Yeah. So there's I, some I was, comfortability I was, in that. I was super worried about people coming first year. Yeah. I was like, oh, people come? I don't know. Um, yeah. By the way, all the people came. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they all came. Yeah. And I think I, I'm excited because I think we're going to have a similar or better turnout uh, this For year. Sure. Um, which more details to come, by the way, on yeah. that. But um, Yeah, within the next probably two-ish weeks, three-ish weeks. We'll be announcing. Yeah, yeah. somewhere okay. in there. But I think that's a – but, again, back to, like, part of this podcast is, you know, our listeners kind of get – News early, and they yeah. they learn about things. So it's yeah. you know it's we, fun that you guys announced that today. Um, we've been getting asked about it on social here and there. Like, hey, are cool. we having it? I've been kind of like, hey, pay attention on social. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, kinda yeah. This response. is kind of this is like breaking news that even you two don't know. But um, we did just secure our keynote, our key sponsor for oh, it. Nice. So um, love that. Yeah. So it'll be. I mean, we'll definitely have. Uh, partners involved, which will be really cool as well. And so. you said keynote speaker. I thought it was going to be a TED Talk. Yeah, I know. I, I realized after I said it, what I meant to say was key sponsor, and it came out keynote sponsor did we, did speaker. We, did we get Gary Vito yeah. right. have, have a motivational speech? Yeah, we're going to have TED Talks. Gary Vito's just yelling at all of us. That's right. <laughs> He's just swearing and yelling Save at all of us. Save your money! Starts talking about shoes and sports yeah. cards. Oh, man. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys follow Gary Vee? Yeah, I love Gary Vee. I, I don't, like... He kind of annoys me. I appreciate who he is. I just don't enjoy his content. Like, 
I can take it in spurts, but like the idea of like seeing his videos pop on my feed every day, I can't do. I can get behind it, but it just feels like a lot. I respect him. I mean, he's a hell of an entrepreneur. I hope he buys the Jets someday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Chad, it doesn't surprise me that you're a Gary Vee guy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he uh, some of his videos can be a little much sometimes, um, but you know his. His story coming from, you know, an immigrant family, and I love when he tells this story about how he redid. He sat and watched, and his parents... I, I heard this story, the wine story. Yeah, and yeah. he sat and he worked the, the cash register, and he would watch uh, customers' patterns as they walked through the store and realized that the store was just laid out wrong and, like, took a chance and talked to his dad and, like, completely redid the whole thing and then turned it in. I forget what the profits were after he did that. Have you ever heard this, Justin? No. I'll send it to you. It's actually, you'd love it because it's exhilarating. It's CPG slash, like, what we do. Yeah. I remember yeah. he, like, cut the cooler space in half because he realized they didn't need nearly as much beer as they had. Uh, added way more wine and, like, put... Uh, staff picks was a big one. Yeah. And then, like, the stuff people that would make specific trips for, he would put in the back so that people would walk by all the other stuff on their way to get there. So the like, milk and eggs, right? Yeah. yeah. There's like, yeah. like, a lot of science behind it. It was super... And this was, like, stuff that he, as, like, an 18-year-old kid just working the cash register at his parents' store, like, figured yeah. out himself. He's brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he can be a little much sometimes. Yeah, and again, I can appreciate it. Yeah. I can appreciate. I'm a little much sometimes too. So <laughs> we we all can be. Yeah, so I, I get it. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite Sonder beer stories is uh, I'll distinctly remember it was the day that we were allowed to have customers back at the brewery after the shutdown. I wasn't even drinking a beer at that mo- at the moment that I remember. I just remember people sitting at tables drinking beer. I was like, I didn't know when we were going to get back to this point. I had felt invested, and I loved my job so much, and I loved what I was doing so much prior to that moment. But I think that moment was, like, the moment where I was like, I love this place. I love what we're building here. Like, yeah. I love the way people feel when they come in here. I love the way I feel when I come in here. I, like, weirdly felt more connected to Sonder in that moment where – that mattered to me so much. Obviously, I cared and I was happy for that, but I was like so much more happy at the idea of just people being able to enjoy our space again. I was like, that was an incredible feeling for me. It's it, I'll never forget. Just I think I was standing there with a bunch of people and we were like, hey, this is really cool, right? Like we're allowed to enjoy this. Like yeah. people are back in here and like, granted, you had to sit at a table six feet apart, wear a mask when you're up, but like, hey, compared to what we were doing the twelve weeks prior to that, it was a hell of a moment. Well, and that's what I was going to say is like it also like reiterated why we busted our ass and did what we had to do for those 12 weeks. Yeah. And it wasn't like, yes, it's our job, but that day uh, when people were back in, it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, it, it was more than just getting a paycheck. Yeah. Right. Like there's, we're, we're all tied to this place more than that. Yeah. It was way more than just, Hey, we're getting some more revenue from the tap room today. It's right. like, no, no, this place that we pour our hearts into is right. back up and running in a sort of fashion that is enjoyable for us. If you yeah. guys want to do something wild, go back and listen to those podcasts we recorded in the tap room during shutdown. Ugh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready yet. It sounds bad or it sounds it's, weird. It's but emotional. Like, I don't know if I'm like mentally ready to go back to that yet. Yeah, it's that emotional. Was, there were some, like, I talk about seasons of life a lot. Um, uh, so I, I have a tattoo on the back of my arm that's a tree that uh, shows a lot of different seasons of color 
And uh, it does have two meanings. The meaning that I tell people when they ask is that, oh, it's the tree that uh, was in the front yard of the house I grew up in, which isn't wrong. But, like, the reason why I got that tattoo is because I look at life from a viewpoint of seasons. Yep, me too. It's a way to evaluate where you're at, the season that you're currently in, and then, like, have a, like, end point and a new starting point for, you know, points in your life, right? And it's, in my mind, it's better than thinking about it, like, people think about New Year's resolutions and, like, oh, this is 2021, I'm going to act differently, right? I more I enjoy viewing it as, as seasons because a season can be a month, it can be two years, it can be anywhere in there. That specific moment was me transitioning into a new season. And the season prior to that was a season that I didn't enjoy. It was a season that I didn't have a whole lot of fun in. It was a season that was pretty dark for me. Uh, and that new season popped up and it was exhilarating. It like, got me excited to be back at work. And I'm in one of the better seasons of my life right now getting out of this pandemic and things opening up and how much fun this summer has been and how much fun work's been. Uh, that was, it's hard to pinpoint when a season changes. It's kind of like a, it typically ends up being like a range for me. It's like not a clear cut thing. That was like an exact season change for me. Yep. It was really cool. I'll never forget that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, go ahead. I was going to say those doing those podcasts, they were hard. Yeah. Um, we tried to make them fun, but they were, they were therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, to be able to sit down and, you know, honestly, like the saying is misery loves company, right? So we yeah. were able to like commiserate together, uh, you know, still be able to, to communicate with, with our fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's it was some, hard. There's something about saying something out loud. Yes. For well, sure. for, and for the few of us that were around that entire time, we all got really close because yeah. of exactly what you're talking about, Chad. And, yeah. and, and I think a lot of relationships that we have within this company today are stronger because of that time together. We're a stronger company because of that time. There's no doubt. Um, you know, in a really weird way, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this the way that I feel. Um, so if I don't, you can cut this, Danny. But I'll probably cut uh, it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot for the last couple of weeks because right now we're at um, an inflection point as a company. Um, we're being squeezed very tight, right? Um, our business is, is going incredibly well. Um, we're bl- I tell people every time they ask, we're blessed beyond measure. Um, in a lot of ways, like it's, it's the most proof ever of God because there's no reason the, the way that we're being blessed. Should, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to me. Um, and we're running at a million miles an hour, right? We've added, um, geez, within the last month, we've added Macy. We've added... Uh, Tyler in the tap room. We've added two people this week in Lindsay and Austin. And, and Tannis. And we've added Tannis. Yeah. And we've, yeah, I was joking with Macy that she was the new person for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're adding people all over the place, and we're still feeling like uh, there's places where we're stretched too thin, right? We're, we're going a million miles a minute. And, and, you know, said differently, things are really good within the company. Um. I think that uh, because of where we had to get and what we had to go through to be where we're at, uh, there's a much different level of appreciation from me right now uh, for where we're at. And, and it's hard right now to take a step back and look at all of this and really focus on it and reflect on it. Frankly, it's why one of the things that I'll be bullish on until 
uh, we're at physically at a point where we can't do it, that I'll do this podcast because for me, it slows me down. It gets on my calendar and it's something that I know we can sit behind these mics and it slows things down as a reflection point. Right. Yeah. Um, so as we, as things have gone incredibly well for our company and, and we're a family here and we talk about that, uh, I've been able to kind of take a step back and reflect upon that because of what we had to go through to get where we are. Yeah. Um, I wonder, and this is where I was going with this. I wonder how far removed we will get from COVID and the pandemic before we stop appreciating it for what it, what we had to go through to get here. Yeah. I worry about that. Right. It's interesting. Um, uh, and I don't know if I can articulate that the right way. I don't, I don't know that unless you're living it, if you can feel what I'm saying, but um, again, it's, we're, we're blessed and I wouldn't have it any other way, but it's, it's interesting. I had a, a two hour drive in the car today that I was just re- really reflecting on that for a while. Um, it was interesting. It was a weird time. And, it was one of those where, uh, because of so much uncertainty, that was the that was the thing for me that got me down a lot was the uncertainty of it. You never knew when we were going to get out of this. It kept getting worse for a long time, and you know a couple things broke our way. And uh, the thing that I'll forever say on this podcast is that the way we acted during the shutdown and then acted afterwards, like through the pandemic, but being open will benefit us forever. Yep. Like the loyalty that we got from consumers and the way consumers felt when they were here, whether they loved that it was being safe or loved that they could just come here in general um, or saw our commitment to them throughout that process, like we'll reap the benefits of that for uh, forever. And we'll never be able to grasp that from a number standpoint either. You know, I, I saw it on social. We saw it from a number standpoint. We see it from a sales perspective outside the tap room. And I'm just thankful that our, as a collective, we, we worked as a team throughout all that. And we made it work, and we committed to our core values as a company and made it through. And we're still loosely in it, you know. We're clearly on the back end of it. For sure. You know, Ohio's kind of creeping up in vaccination rate a little bit at least. Um, things are opening up. You know, we're planning big-scale events without any restrictions, so... It's great. I, I'm so happy that we finally got to this point. I mean, you know, the other piece is, and, and I, think, I think everybody, I don't know this to be true, I personally think everybody's, uh, if you hit a dark point in the last year of the pandemic, everybody's dark point would probably look different and was at different times. Uh, for me, I was, I was just so head down focused during home delivery and shutdown, and then we opened back up and... Um, you know, for me, there was this, I would, I would say in my own internal mind, there was this false sense of hope. And then we had a lot going on personally, um, with, you know, our living situation and everything else that was going on, some relationships. And, um, you know, I I would say that what I thought was my darkest time in the last 15 months wasn't at all. Um, you know, for me, when we, when we shut down, then opened up, uh, and then, you know, we think we're jamming. We have our, our second anniversary party, and it's one of the best days we've ever had as a company. And then two weeks later, uh, spikes happen, the curfew is enacted, and we pull the e-brake, and that's, for me, the, the really the middle of November through the end of February. Yeah. You know, add to all of that, that in February, all of the stuff is still going on with the pandemic, and then we have this terrible weather that is 
you know, seizing company operations. And so for me, you know, I, I, for 40 me, inches of snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm really glad we didn't it's follow your, uh, your, your it's guesses. It's a big number. Yeah. Um, and getting bigger. <laughs> that number continues to climb yeah, every yeah. time we tell the story. Yeah, every time, we, you know, when we got snow in February, I didn't expect for us to get 112 inches. Right. Wild. <laughs> Just remember that blizzard in 2021. <laughs> uh, but here we are, right? And yeah. um, I think it's cool that, you know, for me, what's cool is that the common ground that brings all of us together is our beer. Yeah. Which is, is really cool. I'm excited to be able to to expand upon that um, as the demand continues to grow for it, too. Yeah, we're experiencing a lot of good problems right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which come with their own stress, but I still would have it versus the opposite. Absolutely. You know, Chad, that'll be something that I'll remember forever is us sitting in a leadership meeting and trying to to work through some of these issues and you just kind of saying, hey, guys, think about where we were a year ago. Right. Yeah, it was was nice to actually plan for the future because to your point, Justin, there was probably – uh, nine months there where I only cared about that day. Yep. yep. I was like, hey, I only have the capacity to make sure that I make it to, you know, six o'clock tonight. And then I can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. You know, like, it's nice now to finally be at a standpoint from a business where we are able to plan for the future and we do have to get back to, you know, making sure that we're going to be, we have a three-month plan, a six-month plan, a year-round plan, and I'm so blessed to have Jen, you know, who I work for, be on, be in that mindset now again where, you know, she's like, hey, we need to sit down and, you know, plan for the rest of 2021 and start talking 2022. And I was like, start talking 2022? Okay, let's do yeah. it. Like, you know, that's the that's the standpoint of this company where we're at, and it's great. Yeah. Isn't it funny? So we all, we all shared stories, right? And they were funny, and, you know, uh, then we get on this topic, and we've spent the majority of time talking about this. Yeah. So, in a weird way, our best beer story is about the last 18 months. Sure. Yeah. It's been a hell of an 18 months. Right? And I don't think any of us came into this planning that the pandemic was our best beer story. Um, But it's kind of cool to reflect on it at this point and what it means for us moving forward. That when we reflect when we're 100 years old, that it was our best beer story. I remember being decently emotional at... Uh, anniversary two. I think anniversary three is going to be a doozy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think because it's going to feel like anniversary one on that day as far as like having a jam pack room or tap room. We're going to have plenty of awesome beers that day. We haven't talked about that yet, but I know we'll get there. Um, that's going to be, and it's going to feel, it's going to feel like we're finally past it probably. I'm mm-hmm. hoping. Um, for those that are, on that note, for those that are listening that uh, may or may not have experienced anything like this in our tap room, um, we recognize that <laughs> that we're still um, trying to get back to where we were pre-pandemic. Yeah, right? it's an impossible um, feat. It, it really is. Um, we're working on it. Um, just know we're working on it. We appreciate all of our fans. We appreciate people that love our beer. Um, we appreciate that that uh, you come into our tap room and that uh, you maybe have had to wait 10 or 15 minutes for a beer. We, we see that, we recognize it, and we are actively working on ways to mitigate that. Yeah, we're not blind um, to the things that are happening, you know, and we and appreciate all of your feedback. For sure. Yeah, and we've done temporary things. We added 
what, a couple weeks ago, we added like 10 more tables out, picnic tables outside. Yep, and we've least. got at least 10 more coming. We've, we've added got a, outdoor pouring yeah, uh, opportunities. Yeah, we a, mo- a mobile pouring station now. Like, we are trying to do something and everything uh, to make sure that people can come in and enjoy Sonder to its fullest, you know. Pitchers, uh, buckets, we yeah. changed. We, we, like, shout out Jess and Haley. They overhauled our entire uh, POS system. Yep. So now we have way more, um, you know, tablets to take an order on. Um, we're doing everything we can, and again, it's another good issue that we're dealing with, but it's still an issue that we're tackling. Yep, yep. Diamonds are formed under pressure. We're just trying to. We're under the pressure. We're just trying to create a bunch <laughs> right. of diamonds. God, I love it when you come up with stuff like that. <laughs> Say it slower. Uh, is there any other memories you guys want to share here before we uh, kick to our last segment? No, I like Chad's. I thought that was a good transition. We told some stupid funny stories, like Chad getting abducted into <laughs> us getting through the last 18 months. <laughs> All yeah. right, l- let's, uh, let's hit the last segment. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in because it was so bad. I forgot, I forgot what button you have to hit for the music. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> As if Justin like, had just told a joke. <laughs> Yikes. Your boy's rusty. <laughs> I totally forgot what buttons are what. It's been like three weeks. It, it's been more than that because wasn't our last one the country boy? Oh, man. Uh, JP's. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, I think, well. In order of release. Yeah, but we. That's, that's right, though. I think JP's was the last one we recorded. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And so we, it's we, been we, about three weeks. We held on to folklore for, I think, two weeks just because we recorded it while we were down there. Yeah. Yeah, so I completely forgot what buttons uh, go to what. So that's on me. Uh, I can get started though. Okay. Um, I've had a lot of good music over the last three weeks. Normally, I just go to like my current playlist and figure out what's the last thing I added. Um, Tattoos in Heaven is a really good, um, like kind of country song that I really dig. Um, who is it? Who's the artist? It's by Jay Allen. Okay. No idea how I found it. I found it, I find music in a bunch of different avenues at this point. Um, but it's kind of just this story of like. You know, he doesn't regret any of his tattoos. He just, they're all stories now, and he's going to take them to heaven with him. Yep. You know? I mm. love it. Pretty cool. Um, so my my third story was going to be something involving my dad. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't pick one. Yeah. I it, it, was too, it was too hard, right? Like, we've, we've done the favorite beer yeah. uh, episode before, and I think all of us have beer with our dad. Yeah, I have right? too many with John. Yeah. And so I couldn't pick a specific story. Um, and then, obviously, Father's Day just happened. And uh, I was cutting the grass the other day, and this song from Brothers Osborne came on. It's uh, Old Man's Boots. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's, you know, I've, I've been listening to that a couple couple times every day. Um, just a really, really good story about, you know, just respecting your father and appreciating what he did and sacrificed for you. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Uh, so for the first, we've got a first time here, uh, for the first time on the podcast, we're going to trifecta the same genre. We've never done this before. Oh, wow. So, uh, and on top of that, it's three country songs, which definitely hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I typically don't sway that way. 
I, in the summer, I kind of swing. I think we talked about this last year. In the summer, I swing a little bit more towards. Music's definitely a little seasonal, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always will ebb and flow, and I just went on vacation, which made it more so this, but. Oh, country's uh, definitely like vacation music. Kenny Chesney for me, like. Uh, when when I'm he's our generation's Jimmy Buffett. He is. Yeah, he absolutely is. Yes. Um, and so uh, I've been on a huge KC kick. Uh, I've been listening to the song Coastal a lot. Okay. Um, man, we made it the whole podcast without a phone call. And here we are. Normally, it happens like halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would say uh, I would say that one right now. It's a song called Coastal. It's kind of a B side. It's not. It's. I don't think it was a big radio hit or anything, but. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been I've been spending that one a lot lately. Those are always fun when you kind of find, like when you listen to a whole album and kind of find a song that like doesn't get radio famous. Yes, yeah, I always dig that. Yes, it's uh, very hipster of you, but I would agree with you one hundred percent. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't like the cool songs, all the ones that are on the radio. Drinking PBR, listening to B sides <laughs> or records. I don't even think hipsters drink PBR now because it's too cool. Oh it's, really? Oh yeah. yeah, it's probably too popular. For I don't even hipsters. I don't even know like what the hipster beer is now. Wine coolers. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Some sort of it can't be seltzers, right? No. Or what is no? Maybe craft seltzers. Oh, maybe. Is it just craft beer? <laughs> Do hipsters like only drink craft beer yeah. now? I don't know. Shout out all the hipsters! If you're a hipster, let let PMP know I'm what really you're drinking. Bad, I'm a really bad hipster. Yeah. <laughs> you do roll your the bottom of your pants up though. That's hipster of you. Yeah, I just don't like uh, I don't like when they touch my shoes. Sure, it's very particular. <laughs> All right, so you got an outro over there for us? Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll selfishly play my song. Okay, that's good because I'm I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played one of my. I normally play the guest song. Yeah, sorry, Chad. He's like, he's like pretty raspy. I feel like I'm here for it. All right, boys. All right, that was fun. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks for having on the mic.